cost drifted alarmingly in the betting was, you know, fancy in the morning continued to drift. It was late on the on the exchanges to, to lose. It was something you'd see in a, in a Dick Francis novel, Charles Bottoms. Ground is soft, it's not. It's oh, not it's heavy. Soft on time, so it's, it's heavy. Okay. And a massive warm welcome to the Bar Stewards Enquiry Sunday Sermon. Uh, finishing off uh, what's been a very active and talkative and busy talking point everything week at Cheltenham. And joining me tonight to finish that off and discuss the exciting fair ahead um, is John Ling of John Joe's Blogspot. Good evening, John. Fuck Cheltenham, we're feeling slaptastic. <laughs> I, I thought you'd be excited. And um, certainly, uh, uh, last but not least, and a now regular on our on our sermons, uh, is Lorne Malvo from Twitter. Uh, Chris, good evening and welcome. How was your week at Cheltenham? Oh, it was, it was um, from a punting perspective, it was absolutely horrific. It was fallers short head seconds it was just horrible uh i i, I as as recreational punter my enjoyment of a meeting is always colored by whether i bet any winners and uh, uh judging by cheltenham standards it was horrible i hated every second of it <laughs> <laughs> every second we'll have some real big fez fans, fans listening to this pod and all we do is slag it off yeah. um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if I had backed a few winners, I'd say, oh, it's a tremendous meeting. It was great to see Rachel win. Oh, fuck them all. I'd never bet a winner, I don't think. I think I think bet one winner, I think we did, didn't we? Uh, the, the, the the cover bet in the Albert Bartlett, I think we bet. Yeah. I mean, well, that was well, it. That was it. But, but I mean, there are, the thing is, I mean, um, we're, we're all idiots, aren't we? Because, I mean, the, 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 the punters on, the, on track and back that many win, winners. Yeah. Um, you know, the coat dealers had run out. The, 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 they were singing, they were they were singing like like at the darts finals, yeah. you know, like like that many winners. I mean, I did I think it would have been like a scene out of Peaky Blinders if if if, if the thirty three oh. and sixty six perks had been going in all week. I think so. I mean, I corresponded with a, a good follower of yours, uh, Chris Poole from. Uh... Uh, from Victor Chandler, bet Victor, and and, and yeah, I, yeah. I sort of pointed out to him. I said that everyone on Twitter wins except me. Everybody <laughs> bets winners except me. And he said, "I make you right." He said, "To be honest with you, because you can't find a loser. Everyone's had it spark off, haven't they?" Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it's always frustrating for those that's had a tough week to see yeah. Twitter. I think even even blogger John got in on the act, and he and he started after timing with Shishkin, saying that yeah, um, it was on. Well, you know, Shishkin had the harder race at Ascot, so yeah, it was, was probably probably bound yeah. to disappoint. Yeah. Did yeah, you see two, that, two, Yeah, yeah. Three days after the event. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. you know. <laughs> I find races are easier to call when they finished, actually. I think that's probably, I think that's probably the method, isn't it? Wait till they finished. Yeah. I'm still getting wrong at Cheltenham. Yeah. <laughs> I, tell yeah. you, I tell you what, I, I call the race absolutely perfectly at Cheltenham, and it still ended up costing me uh, a couple hundred. I, um, I was watching the Bob Ollinger race, and Bob Ollinger went 8 to 11 quite early on. I think it was yeah. when Galloping went. Now, right from the outset, I, I'm convinced Bob Ollinger's moving like a fucking crab. Yeah. Worse than I've ever seen him moving his career. So I'm thinking 8 to 11, I thought, that's bollocks. 
So I started click, click, clicking, and managed to get 200 quid down, laying him around about the 8 to 11 mark. Yeah. yeah. Sits back, feeling very smug. Mm. Wallop. You know, I yeah. mean, Ross Neely didn't complete himself anyway. It looked as though he was huh? getting down coming up the hill. Yeah. So I've, I've laid a shit house at 8 to 11 and still ended up paying out. The, 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 that sums up us, I think, this week. Um, yeah, he's been limited success and obviously lack of luck, obviously, to boot. Um, and Paul Brighton, on that Bob Olinger note, John, uh, particularly to get your opinion on him, because I know, like, you you, you, probably, you, quite, you like, kind of like the also over time. Um, and he, he said, um, thoughts on what they do now with Bob? Um, you know, if you if you owned him, what, what do you do? Do you, do you go back over hurdles? Wouldn't be doing anything because I think he's got a major problem in himself. What, as in temperament or, or no, physical? I, I think there's something seriously wrong with the arse, and I think that time will show that well, there was a major problem with our arse at Cheltenham. Right. Myself. Um, I've never seen the arse move as badly as it did there. I thought, I thought it was absolutely chronic. And the finishing effort up the hill as well. I mean, you couldn't blame the jumping. You know, I mean, everybody saying, oh, Galloping's a much better jumper and all the rest of it. Bob Ollinger wouldn't have beat that in a flat race. No. No, no, it's true enough. And wouldn't have given it a race. Honestly, that was an appalling performance for that horse. I mean... (laughs) Uh, uh, honestly, I, I think Dracula will be absolutely scratching his head as to what's wrong with that arse. Um, he's, he's probably a little bit too careful over his fences, but that shouldn't be a factor, really. I mean, careful is not, not going to lose your races, really. You know. Yeah. I, no, mean, I think the, the, the future is a bit sketchy for the arse after that. Yeah, I, I mean, the only thing I'd say as well... Um, I can't. I, I, I haven't even looked at Racing Post ratings yet, or, or what 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 form publications would have had to say Galloping Deschamps had he stood up. Um, but if you remember, Galloping Deschamps didn't cover himself in glory either in the race because he he was jumping the first three or four like they were they were at Olympia, um, and um, you know there was one absolute blooper down the back, you know that he, he didn't measure right at all. I'm not, you know, he can't have run to his mark either, and he would have still slammed it probably, yeah. well, God knows how far if it had stood up, you know, sprinting away out running. So, so he's, you know, like you said, John, it's probably, because I don't think other two were off, if, if you watch other oh, two. Some of the two were out like Harvey Smith just trying to get him a jump off, weren't they? Yeah, it's, <laughs> they were not interested in race at all. They just backed <laughs> off and... Did, did their own thing for third and fourth. It was just quite funny just to, to sort of watch that. And they nearly caught Bob. Um, that would have been interesting, doing two non-jiggers at the festival, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, they weren't doing the best to win. Anyway. No. But, uh, that's that's a fact. No, a good question, Paul Brighton, but John has answered it there uh, in fairly firm words. That horse is not right at the moment. And um, certainly, John, if they did bring Bob out uh, for for Punchestown or something like you'd be against, wouldn't you? Completely. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting comments. You've heard it here first on the bar, Stuart. So, Helen Sheridan says, um, kicking off the Cheltenham bashing, she says, uh, taking as our base that the festival is all substandard fare for the bar, stewards. where does this festival rank in your pantheon of shite? John. 
But we don't even know what pantheon means. It's a Marvel superhero pantheon, isn't it? So, <laughs> I don't know where it ranks, really. I mean, it was it was watchable, wasn't it? But yeah, of course it was. Yeah, it it, was. I mean, between races, I was sorting out my tracker list for flat. <laughs> I tell you, let, 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 all right, let's put it another way then. What's changed since since when we were lads? Be, <laughs> because because I, I bunked off school to watch to watch uh, like like Cheltenham Festival races. Well, it was more competitive for a start in the graded races, wasn't it? Mm. You know, I mean, when we were bunking off school, the champion hurdle was worth watching. Yeah, know? I think it. I suppose it goes goes to. to to some extent, the dominance of a handful of stables, not just on uh, over the sticks, but also on the flat. I mean, it, I wouldn't say it's boring because it's not boring. I mean, look, it, it's an exciting festival with top class horses. But when they're dominated by a handful of stables, you know, half of those runners, you know, had no business turning up, really, look at, looking at the results. And, and that kind of makes it a little bit dull, doesn't it? I mean, I think that's probably the, the major change from, from where it was maybe, you know, I don't know, Decade, two decades ago. Well, Paul, Paul Nichols certainly didn't need to think for very long to withdraw uh, Brave Man's game um, on the, you know, on the on the downpour day. It just makes you wonder: Would Paul Nichols have made that decision if it had been two to five to win that race, or the price that Aloha was to win the uh, to win the the, the Ryanair? Um, that's the thing, you know. It's it's. Paul Nichols made the, the the decision in the best interest of the horse, according to him. He has won on soft ground before, um, but obviously he didn't want to bottom him out in that. But as I said, I, I, do, I do think they're a bit of, well, he was obviously fairly worried that he wouldn't be quite at his best under the conditions. But again, I just think that's a bit rotten on punters also. I've said this before with O'Leary with Tiger Roll. Just to piss Adam Noble off, I've, met, I've mentioned Tiger Roll now for I think three or four shows on the bounce. Um, Adam Norman hates it when I mention Tiger. All he's bored of it. But uh, again, you've just robbed the public of. And, and it's interesting, you know. I'm right here, and I'm, I'm, I'll say why I'm right. Because Tiger Roll got as many views on ITV as the Gold Cup. 1.6 million tuned in for Tiger Roll's race. 1.6 million tuned in for the Gold Cup. So that tells you the popularity of Tiger Roll. He's a public horse, a bit like probably Desi was, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And the Dirty Ryan Airman robbed the public of seeing him possibly land his uh, his third national. So yeah. Uh, anyway, that's Tiger Roll done with. I promise, I'm done with Tiger Roll. I'm done. I'm done with carrots. People are uh, a few few moans and groans about me moaning about carrots all the time. Carl Swanson's been on. He's he's as pissed off as anyone at the festival. Probably, <laughs> probably more pissed off than the John Chris and me put together. He said he went Cheltenham Friday. He says, for the last time, he says, bollocks to that. 35 years he's been going, 35. But that's it. Lads coming out of the bogs with heavily powdered noses. Women look like they put three coats of cuprinol on their chops. Uh, willing horses to fall um, before, just because he's had a few quid on. Different crowd. No thanks. I'm done. And then yesterday he says he got an email from the jockey club saying, how did we do? <laughs> well, I think I think we've sort of said it on the show that racing's going through uh, racing for change. Uh, remember that organisation, racing for yeah. change. Yeah, 
Plenty of money, didn't it? Yeah, another yeah. quanger. Um, Racing for change seems to have done the bid because obviously they are, they are getting a change. They're getting a different oh. clientele. Um, and Matt Chapman even said today on the, I think it was the racing debate, um, actually said that if you didn't approve or didn't or had a problem with the football style singing for the last sort of two or three races, then you 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 need to have a word with yourself. That's that was the exact words. Well, he now, would because all the people that do the singing are the ones that don't think he's a cunt. <laughs> yeah. Such a way with words. Uh, this is why we get lots of comments about John's one-liners. There we go again, succinct to the point yeah. and accurate. Still words, <laughs> that, yeah. I could I could I could have put that more spot on, John. Um, that that's pretty much it, really. Uh, I mean, and and I think this is why we see John uh, and Chris. Sorry, uh, that we 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 um we go in the summer. Well, I can see this in summer. The racing crowds midweek are really it's really pleasant going racing midweek in the north. Say it's a Ripon, uh, Redka, whatever you know the you know the the, the quieter meetings. Uh, Catterick, yeah. even with the, the, they've got a lovely new owners building at Catterick. Far more pleasant, and it's a more knowledgeable crowd. It's a, it's a racing crowd. It's what, ra- and it's not 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 busy. It's busy. You know, there'll be there'll be say four or five thousand for a for a summer Catterick meeting, or you know, there'll be like four four or five thousand for Ripon on a, on a, on a midweek meeting. It's it's really busy and it's really nice. It's it's racing folk. It's people there to see the horses. They're not there to jump up and down on a bouncy castle with kids and and. Or, or, yeah. or vice versa, they're not there to, to you know, have football songs. And I'm sorry, but Matt Chapman's comments, I think a lot of people would have, in racing would have found offensive to say that they are they need to have a word with themselves. Well, that's not what racing crowds are used to. I've never seen that at Cheltenham Festival ever. I've never, I've never no. seen, I've seen crowds having sing songs at Cheltenham afterwards and stuff, but I've not all, seen them. All like, these people. Let's um, have a word with yourselves and all the rest of it. I will be very, very interested to hear their comments when we get to the end of one of these days when they've had 33 to 1, 40 to 1, 66 to 1 winners. Yeah. And them boys that were singing the other day are knocking the living shit out of each other on the, <laughs> on the grass in front of the grandstands. Because that will happen as sure as eggs is eggs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the, we live in a society where it's the tyranny of the yobbo, isn't it? That, that that's that, that's the demographic that that you know racing has actively sought to uh, market to, and that's what you get. You know, you market to yobs. That's what they're the sort of people that are going to turn up. Yeah, and, you know, that, that's it. You reap what you sow. Well, as as happened at Goodwood and places like yeah. that, when they get good to soft heavy in places, and 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 you have and you have thirty threes, fifties winners. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and all like John says, you know, all of a sudden money's gone out of the pocket. They're not yeah. as happy, and um, someone stared at the missus, and 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 it's lights out, Peaky yeah. Blinders style. Yes. <laughs> but that, but that's the crowd racing are attracting now. So we we have to adapt. We have to that it's not going to change. It's going to no. continue because it's commercial gain. And as we've said about this five day thing, <clears throat> it's, like it's a runaway train. It's not a case of if it will happen. It's when it will happen. Yeah. It's, it's, and they're not equipped either to deal with any trouble when it does start, because you've got these 86-year-old security guards 
that the, the race cars will send in to try and stop it. Yeah. A couple of questions from Kevin Winterton, which appreciate this, Kevin. Good questions. And um, John's already touched on this with a brilliant rant on our Friday show, but I'm sure he'll treat Sunday Sermon listeners if you've not listened to that before. Uh, regarding Dave Yates' comments, are he the cost of... Uh, the festival at buying uh, pints and food at the festival, John. I mean, I, I, I know where you stand, but give give our sermon listeners I'm, a. I'm, I'm, I'm going to surprise you a little bit actually, because I think to single Dave Yates out is probably a little bit unfair. Maybe that, yeah. Because I think that is the general feeling of the people that set in the prices. I think Cheltenham want looking at and I don't think the price of a pound again it's once looking at in isolation. Dave Yates did say on Twitter that it was highlight and Guinness on its own set against the price in London. Fair enough. But nobody is teleporting into Cheltenham for a pint of Guinness. They have to park the car. They have to pay to get in. They probably want a bit of lunch. I mean, somebody showed me a picture of this anemic-looking ploughman's in a plastic <laughs> container that was £17.50. There is a consensus in racing for me that everybody, once they're in them turnstiles, they're there to have their pants pulled down. Yeah. And it, it makes me sick. I mean, I want people that like racing to be able to go racing, enjoy it, and go as often as they can. And it sickens me to think people are being treated like this that follow the sport. And it's endemic. It's it's right the way through the sport. It's the gross profits tax deal. It's the fact that you can't get information freely, like new handicap ratings. Everything's geared towards this war on the people that actually love and follow the sport. Yeah. You know? The customer's there to be striped. Uh, yes, uh, not, nothing more. There's, no, there's the customer, nothing for the benefit of the customer. They're just no, them. Depressingly, because it's been going on for so long, the customer actually goes in with the mindset of expecting to be right. So, you know, yes, market forces come into play. Look, if people didn't, you know, thought the prices were unreasonable, they wouldn't pay it. Well, you know, no one thinks those prices are reasonable, but you go there and you think, oh, well, I expect to get turned over. So, yeah, I'll, I'll pay 17 quid for a you know, a Scotch egg that was last fresh during the Battle of Culloden, you know, it, it, <laughs> it, it's kind of, that, that's the expectation, isn't it? And that's depressing. And I suppose, I suppose the vendors will say, well, the race courses are charging the vendors so much dough to, to, to market their products and food there. So, you know, they have to employ staff, da, 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 da. But, it, but it's an unholy kind of, um, you know, it's a kind of a sick circle, isn't it? Uh, and that's where you end up with ridiculous prices. Um, and I don't think anyone accepts that they got value, but it's sort of, well, you expect to get turned over, it's a day out, you know, so what? And that's depressing. And you can add in, like, the going forecast for Argo and things like that. Nobody gives a flying shit in, in, in the upper echelons of racing. I mean, the fact that it was complete bollocks that went in the farm book on Tuesday, the, the first day of the most important national festival of the year, Good to soft ground, cast records going left, right and centre. And it's it's classed as good to soft. He didn't change it. He could have changed it. He chose not to. 
Where was the censuring from the BHA or anybody? Nobody gives a shit. It doesn't matter. They don't care about the punters, what they're looking back on. Anything that makes it harder for them, they're welcoming with open arms. Yeah. It's I, ridiculous. I, I, That's well, why they won't, they won't get their arms around this watering nonsense. Because irrespective of where you stand on watering, false ground leads to funny results. Funny results helps gross profits tax. It's morally reprehensible what they're doing with this sport. And I suppose if you attract a, a largely or a significantly uh, unknowledgeable group of people, the BHA and others will say, well, who gives a shit whether we're accurate? They don't care. They're just there yeah. stuff, throw a few quid around. So it doesn't matter whether they declare the official going as firm throughout. It's irrelevant because you, you, your clientele aren't sufficiently knowledgeable or interested to, to, to understand the significance. So who yeah. cares? Spot on, chaps. Um, I mean, I agree with everything you both said. Um, just just coming back to John's point on Cheltenham that need looking at, this re- This reflects on Kevin Winterton's second question. And he said, um, also, when Gillespie made it a four-day festival, um, they, kept, they kept the crowds at 60,000 per day. This year, 64,000 was the lowest crowd on a day. So an extra 22,000 heads over four days. Why has nothing been said about this? Obviously, people have been moaning about queues for pissing, uh, queues to bars, um, and but nothing's been said. And again, if that ain't a sign that five days is absolutely one hundred percent happening, right? Then, then I'm a Chinaman because because it's clear that that it is because they're just stuffing them in. That it's corporate greed, and I just wonder what you two thought about that. Well, I can remember when York only used to sell enough tickets for the county stand as they had seats and then that went out the window and now you're paying more than you've ever paid to go in the county stand at york for less comfort worse access to bars kills to piss yeah and all the usual problems whereas before the county stand was a luxury at york you were guaranteed a seat for starters if you wanted one you couldn't transfer from Tattersall's to the county stand. You know, you were either in or not. Now, sell as many tickets for the county as you can. So, on, on some occasions, I've been to York where Tattersall's have been more comfortable than the county stand. It's disgusting. But, yeah. but that's the, the thread that runs through all of the uh, yeah. racecourses at the minute now. It's, it's pack them in, strike them when they're there, uh, and that's it. It's a very short term. I do wonder whether... This new demographic uh, that they're looking to attract and, and are attracting, you know, will we'll still be following the sport if it exists in the current form in five years time. Is there any longevity? Are they looking to hang on to these people? Because, you know, racing, when, when I was a kid, I mean, probably because I was a kid, it was an older person sport, wasn't it? I mean, I, I don't remember as a kid seeing loads of, you know, pissed up, coked up yobbos running around race courses. It, it was it's a much more kind of gentle in quotes day out and, and everything i read now is just a raucous drunk coke fest isn't it yeah that sense i get when i was going regularly i never got that sense it was serious people punters or people out for a social day out who had a share in a horse or whatever but there was never this kind of football crowd mentality uh, it, uh, it, it trips and things it was like the daily mirrors punters club on buses coming in wasn't it yeah, yeah. Totally, but it's all full of people now living their best life. I mean, that that horrible phrase. It's all about, <laughs> you know, squeezing as much as they can into the nine hours they're there, 
uh, it's like kind of like the fall of Rome, some of it, isn't it? It's sort of, you know, it, it, it kind of end of day stuff. And I never got that sense when I was going racing regularly. It just, it just wasn't the same sort of people. But look, you know, you reap what you sow. That's what racing seems to want. And that's what they've got. So good luck to them. But whether those people will be following the sport avidly in five years time, who knows? Or maybe they'll just mark it to, a, you know, to those people's children. I don't know. I think I think it, that will all depend on the uh, positive positivity racing gets outside of racing. Yeah. Obviously, it's under pressure a lot from from uh, you know animal rights and, yeah. and people that see it see it as a, as a as a terrible game. Both you know like anti gambling lobbies, things like that. Depends what kind of uh, publicity it actually gets going forward. Whether this continues, because like you say, it is putting bums on seats. You know, fair play to racecourses on that. They've capitalised on. The commercial aspect rather well with the with the pop bands in the summer and stuff like that. But as I've said, if if as soon as racing starts getting negative amongst the the younger generation, or like oh it's cruel, uh, don't go racing, you know that that's the thing. Then you know you, does does the wheel start falling off there? But that could be for the one for the future. <laughs> Definitely a future pod that one. Um, going on to the carrots that Robbie's been on. He says Venetia carrots. Uh, well, she looks. She's had a fantastic season. You're allowed to have fantastic seasons. Twenty five percent, and she's not been taking on northern novice hurdlers uh, to get to that twenty five percent either. Uh, her horses are absolutely on fire and finding zillions. But I suppose that's what we have to use as punting armory, keep an eye on these stables for good bedding and nuts and hay. And um, comment from Gurney on on the subject. Um, he says, hi, guys, always a good listen. And I've enjoyed listening to the Cheltenham roundups. Not a criticism, Lee, but it's as if you just look at the results before deciding whether the John Parrots were in play. Um, horses will put up better performances uh, for all sorts of reasons and or may take advantage of other horses running below par for all sorts of reasons, etc. I am not suggesting there is no wrongdoing in UK or Irish racing. I just don't think that it's as straightforward as you appear to suggest. Yep, absolutely. Look, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing like the rest of us. Um, you know, I'd like to think they're educated guessers, given on what's gone off in Kildare and around the world with with uh, Seth Fishlake in in America uh, selling undetectable drugs around the world. Australia being milkshaking them for years. You know, I mean, I know it sounds a bit Dick Francis, but sadly, it's 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 the state of affairs. And you know, I'm right to always suspect when it. When an unknown trainer starts doing rather well, Tristan Davidson, if you remember Gurney, Tristan Davidson, the milk, the milkman, the milk farmer, came on the scene. All he had to do was get an horse from another yard, and he trained a winner. Um, where's his winners this season? Where he's, he's had trainers from other yards, he's had horses from other yards. He can't train. He can't train Ivy to up a wall. So I'm not saying it's straightforward, but there's definitely something else at play in my view. Um, and uh, the carrots debate will go on and on, and most people think we're anti anti Irish anyway, John. Well, I'm, I'm certainly not. I take exception to that. Yeah, 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 yeah. In my view, the greatest trainer that ever lived, Irish. So, Vincent O'Brien. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Um, and like I said, I mean, okay. yeah. Look, listen, uh, Irish. As I, as I pointed out, one of the shows Irish have the the best the best flesh. I mean, the the best point to pointers. Um, they have Coolmore for the flat, and you know, with the best breeding operation um, known in the world. And you know, it's 
that's that's where obviously they're going to be weaker now Galileo's passed, but that's for them to sort out. But but up to now, Culmore have, have been dominant in, in on in breeding for for years. So I've I, you know I'm not, I'm not labelling literally every Irish runner as doped. It, it's just a right, case of John Magnier has outmanoeuvred the Godolphin at every step for the last thirty years, hasn't he? Yeah. Simple as that. I mean, the man's a genius. There's no question. He's been one step ahead of Shaky and his brothers all the way. And it was only really last year that they had any sort of comeback. I do. I do think the Sheik shot himself in the foot though, with, with his refusal to to buy, you know, uh, buy from Coolmore, etc. Completely, but it, even if he had been the there was money going in Magnus' pocket, wasn't there? You know, I mean, he had it by the bollocks. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, fair point. Uh, right, just just to close off uh, Cheltenham, uh, Gareth Matthews with the final final question. Um, and he said, just wondering when you're going to be in your 2023 Antipose Festival show. Get <laughs> fucked, Gareth. <laughs> yes, get fucked, Gareth. Yes, I, I I can believe I bet you I bet you that there are some that will be doing this. They'll be looking at the list now for the for next year. They'll be looking <laughs> at Galloping Deschamps for the Gold Cup, or they'll be looking at and and and, and they'll be they'll be all having these hackers at each. Jeez. <sighs> if, if they're not looking at the link in this way, they aren't guessing. <laughs> you sound like Chapman now, John. Chapman, Chapman's more or less said that about people that didn't like the dart, darts crowd chanting. Yeah, yeah have a word with yourselves, listeners. <laughs> You're thinking about affairs next year. Have a word. Yeah. And uh, Mar- Martin Coyne's been on, um, and he said, um, Lee and John, commiserations. Obviously, National <laughs> Hunt, not your game. But Clearly. I'm so... I'm so lucky. I'm gonna say that that's that's you know we know. <laughs> but yeah, next, next year we're just gonna have a spelling contest. We are. I mean, I confess yeah. now. Um, I play Wordle. <laughs> I don't know if any of you two seen that on Twitter. I don't even know what it is. No, Wordle. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's shocking you. You don't know. Everyone knows that. It annoys everyone. People post the Wordle scores on Twitter. I don't know. But it's it's one of them where you have to guess the word, you know, like in five letters. Um, so we could have a word off or something. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, but during winter. Yeah, guess the word. It ends in U N T. And we said, <laughs> I know what John's starting off with his first guess. <laughs> anyway, um, so he, he carries on. He says. Um, He's looking forward to the flat because he says he's even opened up a new bank account in anticipation of the extra winnings. I hope it's um, competitive on loan percentage rates. And... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's expensive. Yeah, borrowing money these days. He says no funds mean the only hooker I've seen lately is Jamie George. So Martin Coyne. Put in your corner. 1750 for a lawyer under Albert Bridge in Middlesbrough. You never skin. <laughs> 1750, it's come down from 20 notes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, we've lost in the recession round there. Yeah, yeah. 1750, John, that's same, that same price for Ploughman's at Cheltenham. Yeah. <laughs> I know what I'd rather have. <laughs> a bit of cheese and pickle. 
there you go, folks. Market forces here on the bastards. You, you know, yeah. what would you choose? You know, you decide. Probably <laughs> off John for seventeen quid. <laughs> right. Um, so anyway, we've plenty to look forward to going forwards. Uh, the flat season uh, literally on the doorstep now. Me and John absolutely bouncing. Um, and just to fill in what what's happening this week. Uh, on Wednesday evening, you shall get a recording of me, John and Quentin Franks, giving our five best each to follow for this year's flat season. I promise you that's not that's a sure not to miss. Quentin's a very good judge. He's pissed in the naps table with all his flat bets. Um, me and John are like absolutely bouncing with our five. So I guarantee that's a sure you don't want to miss. And that's Wednesday night. Uh, we're back on Friday with the Lincoln preview. Me, John and Quentin Franks again uh, chewing the fat. Uh, for the for the first Lincoln meet, so again another show you don't want to miss. Uh, an exciting week for the bar stewards. Um, so looking looking to this flat season, chaps. Uh, just just briefly, we'll not to, we'll not drawn on too much. But favourite memories, as it or favourite memories the, 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 that you can remember for, for you know betting on the flat. Any any it can be anything. Just entertain. Maybe Wally winning the Raiders Cup and Pilsudski. Is that your stick-out memory, John? Complete yeah. stick-out? Uh, yeah, I think so. When you come back from that accident. Yeah. I think yeah. that would be my best day. I think there's a bit in it as well, because obviously you knew Peter Reynolds well. Yeah. Um, so you were delighted for him. And, you know, yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, it's a, it was it was a good, great sporting moment. Um, I mean, if, if we're going on sporting moments, I mean... I was a massive Piggott fan and, and seeing Royal Academy at Breeders' Cup with yeah, Piggott were 83 years old. I know. Uh, All of them Joe And um and and that that definitely uh brought a brought a lump to the throat. Um you think Joe would have won on it, Mike? Sorry? You think Joe would have won on it? No. No, <laughs> no not at all. No, I think um sixth. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Chris, any, any, any like remarkable racing flat memories you've had? That, I think that... probably the last winner I bet, I think, on the flat, 1985 Lincoln, when I bet <laughs> Poldy. And I had a, I, my dad, God rest his soul, used to do quite a lot of work in Pulborough. And the guy he used to work with was best pals. He wasn't a racing man, he was best pals with Guy Harwood. And I think in November, he said to my dad, he said, oh, guy says, he, you know, they've got this horse for the Lincoln and he, I should back it and keep backing it. So my dad was a racing man, obviously, kept betting it through the winter, big prices, because he said, that, oh, Harwood says, like, he's going to get this revved up. He won't win fuck all else. He said, but we're going to get this revved up for Lincoln and, and it dotted. And I don't think he did much after that. So that's think, not, Didn't it end up as Rainbow Quest pacemaker, that? I think, what, I think it did, actually, yeah. I yeah. think it did. That, that that was the target, and and the Harwood said he's gonna rev it up like an elastic band, and they would win. The, but it was he thought it was a Group Three horse in a handicap, and bosh, off it goes. Guy Harwood, what a, what a guy, dancing brave, warning. I just yes, yes. Down there at that time, didn't they? God, had some amazing horses. That was when racing, I think, was exciting. I, probably, I think we're sort of tinged with being old now but, I, but you know i just seemed a different time didn't it there was uh, so much uh, horse flesh down there that was uh, they dominated 
I don't know again if like flat flat racing's had, had the, the sort of the tinge of the jump racing because like I can remember some amazing competitive racing, you know, throughout the summer where they weren't afraid to take each other on. Regularly, yeah. regularly you'd get the the champion three year old taking on the champion older horse and then they'd meet again later in the season. And then I mean I mean we've had we've had some amazing eclipses at Sandown in the past, you know, with with the it was just ridiculous talent in, in 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 past eclipses. King George is the same. I mean, the King George is the race I'm worried about, John, dropping off because in recent times it really has dropped off, hasn't it? Yes, it, it's lost yeah. a lot of its luster, hasn't it? Uh, mm. Well, it used to have with certain trainers and things, and you can't understand it really because I mean it's. It's not really up against much in the calendar at that time, you know. I mean, if you've got a tip-top middle distance, so I can't think why you wouldn't want to go for that, would it? No, and it's worth plenty. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's 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 absolute fortune. So it's a strange one that. It can't be the money. It's got to be a fashion thing. Yeah. I mean, they're still out putting hoods on the bloody things, aren't they? And none of them know what they're doing. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, so, final question is from Macadori and he, he said, can you recommend um, any other good festivals or good racing to attend? Um, obviously, my, try and avoid the obvious, which is York. Uh, the, you know, that's that's definitely the best racing festival in August for me. Um, uh, John, John, Chris, what, 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 can you recommend anything to Macadori, you know, to attend, uh, to spend a f- few of his shekels oh. maybe? Yeah, the, I mean, the Glastonbury Festival is meant to be quite good, isn't it? <laughs> I, I don't know how much the pints of cider there are, but you'll probably get a shag and get high. So I reckon <laughs> Glastonbury would be my pick. <laughs> if you're under 50, obviously, I wouldn't get in. They'd sling me out. I would say, yeah, yeah that's it. Ne- next year, I'm done then. Um, I, I think the two-year fixture at Carlisle for the Carlisle Bell is quite amusing, actually. Yeah. Carlisle's quite a nice night out. I, I, yeah, I enjoy, I enjoy Carlisle as a racetrack. I think, I think that's, that's a good shout. Um, it's a nice view. If you're an owner as well, it's a great viewing platform because yeah. it's on, it's on the roof. So you, so you climb up the stairs and you can. Look, if you have a run of results like we had last week, I think it's. Uh, it's yeah, you're straight off the roof. <laughs> well, I, 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 listen, I mean, my, my racing ownership exploits are. Um, coming to a close generally because of the of the expense of it all and for what you get back from british racing as we've discussed on other pods and it's just not viable really if you if you want to make any well i'm not saying make money but have a chance of making money it's, it literally is you might as well just buy two thousand lottery tickets every week yeah. no you know you win that um it was all right i mean all right notwithstanding the the issues that we discussed earlier i quite enjoyed goodwood um, not necessarily glorious Goodwood, but you know, there's a couple of other sort of two day meetings. I think uh, Goodwood's always worth a look. You know, fantastic part of the world. You know, just a nice, nice facility. I, I quite like Goodwood. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, uh, that's that's probably my favourite favourite meeting to visit because of the beauty around Goodwood as well. The the Sussex Downs and stuff. It's it's a fabulous part of the world to visit. Um, so Macador, if you've never done Goodwood, consider that it's you know you'd like so you don't necessarily have to pick the the, uh, the the you know the glorious Goodwood meeting. You can pick any any sort of Goodwood couple of days meeting. They do one in May as well. Um, I recommend that as a break. I think it's really nice down there. Very very nice part of the world. 
Um, yeah, uh, I, I, miss, I miss one out today. Um, Councillor Woodman was moaning like Summit Royal. He had to pay 30 quid uh, to park at Cheltenham. Um, Councillor Woodman, he's one of the richest men in Derbyshire, and he's moaning, John. Yeah, tell him to say so on that for a sub, he's good for it, isn't he? <laughs> exactly, yeah. Go and contact the Chancellor, Councillor Woodman, and, uh, you know, get 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 your rebate. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, can you claim it on expenses like they all do? Maybe, I don't know. Is that what they all do, John? I would have said so. Uh, <laughs> I've never had any expenses anywhere, so I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, so that's all from us, myself, John and Chris. We're back on uh, Wednesday night with the horses to follow for the flat and the fr- big Friday Lincoln preview, so don't miss these. It's a big week for the bar stewards. Me and John are bouncing, and we've been bouncing all week, bouncing off rooftops and walls. It's like a it's like a 90s acid house party. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's all from us. We hope you enjoyed it. Bye for now.